Welcome to Terminal Talk with Frank and Jeff, episode number 11. 11. Number 11, yeah. This is a special conference-themed uh, episode of the cast. That's because nobody wanted to come talk with us. Not, so. not entirely true. Uh, we've uh, we've kind of been busy the past couple weeks, um, and we thought rather than uh, stick a whole bunch of stuff in the front of somebody else's uh, episode, uh, we would just spend some time kind of shooting the breeze here and talking about what we've all been up to. And we thought, you know, instead of just hearing us, which we know would be kind of boring, right? we got some, some other people to talk with us. Yes, we have with us. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Mike Snyher, and I work in COS development on IBM Cloud Provisioning and Management. And hello, my name is Lisa. I'm a developer for COS Unix, and I've been part of IBM for two years. And excited to be here. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> Mike, Mike didn't say he was excited to be here. I'm not, because I know you guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Fan of the pod. That's scary. So, so you cool guys, yeah, you were you were all at Share last week in, in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Actually, it was uh, two weeks ago, but that's okay. Time is relative. All right. Well, and I think it's really important to say that this was Mike's first trip to Share. First and only. First and only. Well, first. We'll get you to go out again. All right. Yeah, you, did you present for this one? I did not. I was an attendant of the conference for one day only. So, you know, first time's always free. <laughs> right. Yeah, next time uh, you'll be up there. You'll be uh, you'll be up there going, make sure you fill out your session evaluation forms. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an election year. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, share jokes. Okay, so, <laughs> Louisa, you've been there a few times, right? Yes, this was actually my fourth time. Wow. And I know, two years, four times, which I still can't believe it. But yeah, it's been great. Just keep going back to back. And so when um, uh, when you mentioned going away to share uh, on an episode, a couple episodes ago, um, my mother, as you know, who is a big fan of the podcast, she, she said, I thought Frank was just a big fan of share. C H E R. So for maybe we should talk about like what share is. That's a, that's a good idea. And SHARE isn't an acronym. It, it's a group of people that – it's a user conference actually, a group of people who get together twice a year to talk about what they're doing on the mainframe and what they want. Right? But it's, so, it's SHARE, S-H-A-R-E, all uppercase. So it's it's meant to be yelled. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about the yelling part, but it's definitely meant to be a forceful thing, not just okay. a – not just a share, we <laughs> share things. But um, it started back in the early days of the mainframe when users were complaining about what IBM had created and there was no um, outlet for them to get requirements back into other uh, development of products. Remember, this is back before most of the things that we think of as mainframe like Kix and IMS and stuff like that were actually even there. So... Uh, you think of a, a group of people who came together and said, this has to change. We want this big company who was at the time the only company doing computer right. stuff, right? Um, we want you to do something and we want it to work this way. And, and, and so it was all technical users telling other users what they were, what they got working and also telling IBM, we want things to work this way. So it was kind of a, a very revolutionary thing at the time. Now there's conferences all over, but this was a big deal back in the back in the 60s. Yeah, it's got, I think it's, it's got its momentum. 
Yeah, I think it's changed a lot. Um, I think that it has become less um, rabid. <laughs> when I started uh, at Chair a long, 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 long time ago, they had like nerd songs. Thursday night was the was nerd night. Oh, they didn't call it that, of course, but it was. <laughs> It was so as opposed to what the cool people's night. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, no, but it was it was very you know we we would sing songs to the operating system or to Hasp or to you know and they don't do stuff like that anymore and they they used to have all kinds of nerdy things to do. Sounds almost cult like. It it had a real cult-like feel back then to, to me. Of course, I was, you know, I was the age you guys are at now. And so it, it had a very odd feeling. And, and it became, it's a community that once you kind of get to know people, it uh, you kind of understand where it comes from. But it certainly is different now than it was even back, back when I was um, a young lad. Mm-hmm. So how how was last week? I mean, uh, Mike, you were there for one day. What what day were you there for? Uh, Tuesday we went up. All right. And Louisa, <laughs> how about you? I was there from Monday until Friday. Wow, oh, the whole long haul. Yeah, you, you so did a bunch there. of sessions, though, right? I did. I actually did a mix of a lot of things. So I actually presented two sections, which the main focus is kind of like talking about getting on board in IBM, being a millennial mainframer and everything around that topic. I also, we had career day, I believe that was Tuesday. So we had a bunch of, um, I think there were like high school, college students coming to share and we hosted a lunch. So I was part of that. I kind of like talked about being a programmer, a developer, kind of some mentoring, encouraging them into being a developer, getting to a step program. So that was a lot of fun, kind wow. of seeing all this people and share. And a lot of people actually out of this group, a lot of them didn't know about the mainframe. And I think they did a hackathon, which they actually really enjoyed. And that was kind of the introduction into the mainframe. So they really enjoyed that. So it was awesome seeing them. I also, I was part of another panel for the academic initiative and I was in the tech exchange expo. I think that's the correct name. <laughs> so I was there in the um, skills booth. So yeah, I did a little bit of everything. I, they had the networking sections after, which to me, they're one of the most fun things, <laughs> just kind of like meeting everybody, reconnecting. So yeah, well, that's really the, to me, and, and I've had this conversation uh, before, I'm not sure if we did it on the podcast, but all of those things, and I'll get killed for saying this, but you go to a session and a lot of times the, the presenter is fair, right? Or okay. <laughs> or, but you go to a session not for the that as much as you're sitting in a room with people who share the same interests as you. So it, it's a great way to start understanding what other people are doing. And, and so – you know, the networking thing to me is the most important part of share. So, Mike, though, you you went as part of a group of people from IBM, right? Right. There was a group of us. Um, the ZOS organization chartered two buses and they bussed us down. We got on the bus at 5 o'clock in the morning, got home at 11 o'clock at night. Um, and I got uh, mistaken for a student a lot during the expo, which is kind of wow, nice. Wow, that's yeah. kind of nice. That never happened to me. Not once, the whole time. Crickets. 
So do you know what you're going to present next time you're at Share? Uh, not yet. Still working on it. But I had a question for you guys as presenters. Yes. So I was talking with a friend, and she had... You're asking for a friend? Is yes. That what you're saying? Okay. Yes. okay. And she had a session on Thursday, and on Tuesday, she was still working on the presentation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she has plenty of preparation there. She had All right. Day. So that was a question. So uh, I actually was in a session with someone who at the time was a DE, who actually updated the press presentation in the middle of the session. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend doing that, but... Uh, it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but, but there, again, there was a time uh, when you had to not only create the presentations, but print them out before you got to share. Yes. Young, young Mike, you know how sometimes people call their slides foils? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean something? Yes. (laughs) Back in the day. Mm. You ever uh, seen an overhead projector? uh, I think from my youth. Okay. There's a bright light on the bottom and it's like a 45-degree angle mirror mirror up top and a Fresnel lens at the bottom. So the the foils were the transparencies. Ah, So you would print out your, your deck of foils and you can't see this in the podcast when I'm doing the finger quote things. A deck of foils... For the presentation. I didn't realize we are going to do so much history here. I know. This is, Isn't this it is awesome. <laughs> yes. And so we would have foils for stuff. So um, you were expected, though, to have hard copy because the uh, attendees would take notes on them. And then uh, that would be a, a couple of things. A lot of companies expected you to go back and present what you learned to the rest of the company. Uh, and you had to take notes so that you could you could do that kind of thing. Plus, uh, if I wanted to refer back to this, I would want to refer back to. The now notes. that you mentioned that, I, re- I remember like one of the first shares I went to, like like thirteen, fourteen years ago. I remember having to go home with a backpack full of like printed out slides, and like this is terrible. <laughs> well, and and they had. Uh, they had uh, a whole group of people on Thursdays you used to be able to go there and bring your all your printouts, all the stuff that you wanted to take home, and they would ship them back for you. I mean they had a whole process. Is that why they that. give you the share backpack? Though, so that you would have all the materials, right? Wow. And, and we would live and die by this handheld booklet that had here's what all the sessions were in each track and everything. It is, and you can kind of still see that in the app, right? Um, but it was, it was kind of the way sponsored people, by Luminex. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Go I, ahead, you yeah. know that because as soon as you open the app, that's the first <laughs> thing it says. Um, but but that's kind of the way things were run, and and in fact, you would get bad ratings if you didn't have handouts. I actually um, remember this being a big kerfuffle at the time. <laughs> Uh, one of the presentations in the in the group that I was in, uh, the guy says, "I just I don't believe in doing that, so I'm not going to do it," and and that was like a big deal at the time. Yep. Now, who who wants to carry around stuff like that? I I, I have seen that even in the year of our Lord 2017, though. There are a lot of people who are not young yeah. at that conference, and so they stick to the old way of doing things. And they'll print out your charts beforehand. You really should upload your deck before the conference. So 
two two days is perfectly acceptable in, in my book you know as long as you as long as you're just refining things at that point like there's a lot of times because i'll spend the night before you know a couple nights before my presentation uh just presenting it to myself in the mirror or in the car or whatever and i'll realize wow that phrase doesn't make any sense or this doesn't translate you know wow i can't trans- transition from here to here as easily as i thought i could so i want to rewrite that um, or just get an idea at three in the morning and just and put it in there so yeah as long as it's just refining and not Oh my God! What the heck am I gonna do? Yeah, that that would be that would not be good unless you do it a lot, right? I mean, I suppose yeah. if you're really good at presenting, if you have a deck of two hundred foils, <laughs> foils, and you know if somebody says, "Can you do twenty minutes?" and you're just gonna grab, you know, fifteen of your your best, yeah, absolutely. But the the people that have two hundred slides and we're gonna get through them all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there are people like that, there, yes. right? Right, because you're getting people who are very technical but not necessarily the best at presenting. Right. So that was another question I had. You got the app. It's got the full schedule. How do you pick between the different topics? And sometimes there's a good title but the content isn't there. Yeah, well, and so what what you'll see um, is a couple of things. First of all, there are tracks. So people uh, tend to follow their tracks. The the other thing is uh, you you learn over time who presents well, and you follow presenters. Uh, so I think you'll you'll notice certain rooms are always packed regardless of of what the topic is because you know Glenn Anderson is presenting and everybody watches what Glenn says. Um, that kind of thing um, is rampant through the conference because almost everybody knows everybody, right? Uh, but there are no guarantees and there are a lot of really good sessions that are back-to-back. They try to be sensitive to that. But speaking as someone who's often had, you know, 10 or more sessions and one chair, it's hard to schedule a person against the other things he's presenting, much less what other people are presenting. Yes, one of the other things is you might have a good session and just have a bad time, you know, either end of the day, last day or just up against something incredibly popular and it's – so people come in, you're like, couldn't get into the other room, could you? <laughs> I once uh, gave a session and nobody came. <laughs> it was it was very depressing. And you still gave the session? No, it was me and the, um, and the chair of the session. And so it was just us. So we just filled out a bunch of uh, session evaluations for ourselves. So it was – I was just going to ask that if you get all fives. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. How Best session yet. Positive feedback, lots of room. That's lots of room. <laughs> the, well, there was one that said the, the speaker was awesome, but the chair sucked. <laughs> and another one. And the one that was just the opposite. I don't know how that worked out. But, you know, so you have no idea what you'd like to talk about at the next chair. Yeah, what did you see that was, was lacking that you said? You know what they really need to cover? And I have six months to get this ready. I mean, I was only there for one day, though, so it was also hard to judge the entire conference. Nope, that was your free one. Wow. <laughs> that was like your uh, David Putty free dinner. That's like, right. <laughs> that wasn't Putty. That was somebody else. Anyway. So, but you, but you have um, – you've been doing this kind of work for a while. So there must be something. If somebody said, talk about anything you want to talk about, what would you want to do your session for? I mean, similar to some of the topics you've covered on the podcast is more of the modernization of the mainframe, things you can do today that, you know, you think people who don't know about the mainframe think it's just a server sitting in a closet and it hosts a database, 
and that's it. Don't touch it. It's just running. <laughs> and I think, you know, from some of the topics I saw, there's a lot of new stuff out there. Um, you know, they presented about Node.js on ZOS, and they have, you know, nightly builds that you can grab. So you get the latest and greatest, and I think there's a lot you can do there as far as showing new services or showing customers things they could do um, with their services to provide internal customers, external customers. So that's probably the avenue I'd go down. Yeah, the the only way that the the new stuff becomes part of the continuous cycle is just persistence. I mean, you have to remember, at one point, people were saying, "What's this WebSphere new thing? <laughs> this is crazy." You know, what's something like uh, just you know a, a Unix relation- system service? Yeah, US. Uh, you know, we wouldn't even have uh, Louisa here if it weren't for USS. You know. <laughs> but yeah, just being, you know, everything new has to be there and it needs to be there for more than one or two shares. Otherwise, it, it it's one of those flash in the pan things and it makes people say, I'll wait until this shows up for four or five more before I start paying attention. Well, and I think it's also important the way you bring it up because a lot of times you'll have the kickstart guys do, here's our modernization thing or DB2 will come in and say, here's our modernization thing. Or somebody will say, oh, look at this. It's ZOS Connect. It's really cool. Having a session that kind of ties stuff together is really, really important. Otherwise, it it all seems very disconnected. And, and Louisa, what kind of stuff are, are you going to do next time? Do you, have you submitted your sessions yet? I know they're usually due like the week after the previous <laughs> share. Yeah, I'm actually still thinking about it. I would like to do kind of, I guess what you're saying, my kind of something more modern, but I don't know. I'm still thinking, trying to figure out. I probably will resubmit what I've done in the past just because it's easy. <laughs> I mean, you've done it, and I got a lot of great feedback. Okay, it, good. Skills is still like a hot topic. And, Mike, I guess for your answer, too, I noticed that a lot of people that go to share, sometimes they do labs in, like, the newer field, like Bluemix. I think, Jeff, you've done some of those. Yep. I've done, like, a mobile first lab. And they like doing that because it's completely different from all the other sessions. So it's kind of like a break to do something fun and modern and different. So that's also a route you could do. And unlike the labs of the past where everything lived on that computer, uh, you know, physically in the lab, and maybe you could bring stuff home on a floppy disk at the end of the week or whatever. What's your a floppy sign- disk? Yeah, explain to the folks at home. It's it's like a tape, but <laughs> it's so much faster and smaller. Um, <laughs> and flatter. If you're signing in with a Bluemix ID or some sort of cloud platform ID, you can go to your hotel room at the end of the night or you can go back home, log in with it and pick up exactly where you left off. Even if it's months later and you say, oh, that's right. I did a lab like that. Uh, and it's it's all still there. So it's it's even more valuable than it was before. I'd say it's a lot more portable. That's right. And even if they don't have enough time to finish the lab during mm-hmm. the hour, I know a lot of people, I hear them say, like, oh, I'm just going to try it again at home. So, so you heard it here first. They're going to do a session together. I, that's what I heard. Next, next uh, share. Modernizing the mainframe using Bluemix and uh, services. Services. We actually did work on a service together a couple of years ago. There you go. So you can use that? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll update it a little bit. There you go. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did not make it to share this time around. Yeah, you had what was that stupid reason that you weren't there? Vacation with my wife. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, was some, it it gets to show uh the the level of commitment some people have to work. I, I have to be honest, uh as I was like scrolling through Twitter on vacation, because uh, I just can't get enough, 
um, I was seeing like people post pictures and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I wish I was in Providence, Rhode Island right now. <laughs> now, my, my wife's a teacher and there's a, like we looked at our schedules for the summer and there was like one week that like, you know, I wasn't traveling for a client or something like that and that she could get away. And it happened to be the week of share. I'm like, well, you know what? It's it's twice a year. I can miss one. And uh, see, I missed it, but but still had fun. I, well, that's all right. I think we found a few people that'll 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 replace be, me. No, be, agree to be guests on the show. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I would really like maybe for the next year for us to do a remote. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll set up episode. the mobile podcast recording unit and uh, just bust them out. I will say it's it's weird being in Vegas, uh, not for work. <laughs> Because I'm used to being there for conferences, you know, it's kind of speaking of like share type conferences. And, you know, you you can enjoy yourself only to a limited extent knowing that you're going to run into like a client or a boss or a coworker, And you have like this, you know, a bunch of sessions you have to get through throughout the day. Um, I got to see, you know, when we landed there, I could see people who were landing there for their company's conferences. So there was like a real estate conference and some multi-level marketing uh, company that was getting together there. <laughs> and it was, it was, we, we got there and left on the same days and you can see them getting off the plane. They're all excited about Vegas. Like, woo. And then on the last day, they're like <laughs> drinking like hotel tap water out of their, you know, company branded water bottles. And there's like, Oh God, Oh God, I need to get home. <laughs> well, and anybody's been to any of the conferences for, for a week, they're really draining. It's it's a long day. It's it it just doesn't stop. And that, but that's why they do them in those places because you get to stay in the place where the thing is at, and it's very hard to get away from where the conference is. Well, and uh, even though you avoided going to uh, Providence, you were at a conference last week, right? Yeah, I got to go to uh, Melbourne, Australia, for the uh, IBM Systems Technical Symposium. Well, I think it's just cool that. I didn't have to go to Australia in the winter. It was interesting getting out there. I took off on a Saturday evening and landed on Monday morning. Um, but you got that day back when you came back. Yeah, I got the day off when I came back. Uh, you know what? And I have one. I, I'm very lucky in that I can sleep on planes. Oof, uh, cool. I, I can sleep on planes. My my body is just kind of like, you're not going to do anything. I'm just going to take a nap now. And it's 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 kind of like surfing. Or you can't make it happen. You just have to kind of be in the right mindset for when that wave comes and, and, and I'm out. Um, so I was fine on sleep. But what happened was like my whole appetite schedule shifted around. So it would be like three in the afternoon and I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't eaten anything all day. And I've like <laughs> done three sessions. Um, no wonder I'm getting a little dizzy. And then I'd wake up at three in the morning just like I want dinner and dessert and breakfast all at once. <laughs> so it, it – uh, that and and people walking on the other side of the hallways uh, kind of messed me up a little bit. Um, apologies to the uh, the lady in JFK that I walked directly into. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a it was a great experience. Um, it was my first time in the southern hemisphere, um, and we were just discussing. Apparently, the water does not go down the toilet the other way, uh, despite what <laughs> the Simpsons says. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> the internet. Uh, Can you trust Snopes? I don't know. I don't know. Well, there there were two things that I, I noticed that was kind of interesting. Um, one is when I do a technical presentation, I, I had three technical presentations. Um, usually the questions that I get are ones that are, I'll say, challenging. The questions that I got in Melbourne were all or mostly around uh, teamwork or cultural issues. So 
like how do I get a team started around this? What services should be the first ones that I do? Uh, how large should the team be? And I had a lot more fun talking about that than like you know bits and bytes. So that that was that was the first thing that was really great. I'd love to see more of that. Um, the other thing was I had a, a PDEV, a personal development session about mentoring, and the whole concept of mentoring was foreign to the people in the room, except for the people who were from the United States. So normally when I ask like, oh, okay, who has a mentor? Everyone's hand goes up and we all share stories. And who is a mentor? Most people's hands go up and everyone has a story. And it was just the two people from the United States in the back <laughs> of the room. So we, we had a lot to talk about and uh, um, gave some people some homework in those sessions. <laughs> that was, that was kind of neat. Well, that's, a, that's kind of important because it changes. You really are affecting the way people see their job, right? I'm, I'm a, a strong proponent of, of mentoring, but I think it's really hard for people to get started. And if you don't know anything about it, uh, then it's almost impossible to get started. Yeah, there was, I forget why we wrote this on the board, but somebody was talking about uh, how difficult it is to get started on a product or something. And they said, you have to know about the whole thing in order to do anything. And uh, I look at a lot of areas of, of the platform and I think, oh, wow, that, that's kind of true. We need to change that. And that's one of those areas where mentoring really helps. I think it's, it's important because if, if you had a set of regular standard starting points, then if they were reasonable, then people could actually start using the stuff and learn how to use those extra things later on. Yeah, if you have no frame of reference, then right. it's impossible to say uh, – to base anything off of. Uh, so the exercise I did in the room with the mentoring was think about the last big project you did, either at work or at home. And think about the advice you needed to get started versus the advice you needed to finish it. And it's completely different you know, things. Uh, so somebody looking to get started in like a subsystem and someone comes along and gives them like tuning advice. It's like, no, no, no. I need like <laughs> the command to start the thing. Like where is this? And that's the thing that worries me about going to share, right, is you go to share and there's a bunch of people who have been going for – Dozens, if not more, uh, years. I actually got my my twenty year service award uh, at this last at one. This past year, really. So imagine uh, me being a relative youngster. So those people go to the conference not to learn about anything new, but to learn about what's the latest turn of the crank, mm -hmm. right? So you have this this group of people who really know pieces of the system at a very, very uh, low level and other people coming in who only have a year or so under their belt, where do you connect, right? Which is why those high-level sessions are so important because it starts to bring people who have been going there for years into a world that they can catch up on. Otherwise, it just feels unattainable. But one of, one of the you know the things about share is if there's something that needs to be there or something you think needs to be fixed, uh, somebody is more than happy to sign you up to <laughs> fix that. So uh, you know never complain too loudly unless you you know you want you actually want to fix it, uh, which, which is good you know and bad. But but I'd say mostly good because um, every single share there's there's some other committee or some other effort that's been formed to bring people into the fold. Which, as we found out from Candace uh, Splinkle, 
uh, is is a very important thing. Yeah, I think you know if you're new to the platform and you go to share, you can always find something to get involved in, and and I would recommend that you do that if you really want to do something different, right? Because if you're getting involved, then you have the opportunity um, to learn not just from a session, but from people who have been going for a long time. So I'm curious for for both of you guys, like, you know, if, if uh, you told your friends, hey, I'm going to Providence, Rhode Island, and they said, what what for? And you said, share. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you were a fan. You say, no, 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 not that share, this other share. <laughs> hey, what share? Or what, what are you doing? How, what, how did you explain it? I mean, I would start with mainframe users group, kind of as Frank was saying. It's more of users getting together and sharing how they use the system or what what new is out there or what's new on the system. See, for me, I guess it depends what kind of friend is asking me. There's, <laughs> I have friends that don't even know what the mainframe is, so I have to start by that. Okay. Yeah, but basically more, So it's a long conversation. Oh, it is a very long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, I wish I hadn't asked. I wish I hadn't. And at some point, they might fall asleep too. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she was just a fan of the singer. This would be so much easier. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have asked, yeah. But more or less, um, I always say how shares like any other conference. You go and you learn more about your job, maybe what things you can improve. You learn about new stuff that is out there. And I always say networking. Again, back to the networking because I think that's one of the most important things when you go to a conference. Yeah, I got to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a few years and reconnect with them and find out what they're doing and they see what I'm doing, and that's a very good chance for networking or getting together for working on the next project. There are people in Poughkeepsie who I only see at Share. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> see, I met people at Share that works in the same building and the same floor, and I didn't meet them until I went to Share. <laughs> that's right. They're just a disembodied voice until you see them. That's right. Oh, you're that person on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Mm. Have you thought about your your snazzy uh, session title name yet? No, absolutely not. <laughs> May I recommend a Simpsons reference? You know, does that draw in the crowds? Uh, it draws in the right kind of people. I, I I always try to put in at least one hidden Simpsons reference. So, Louisa, I want to hear about the first time you presented at Share and the time that you did the keynote with Frank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Here's the funny thing. I'm actually a shy person and I never Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I never been good at presenting. So when Frank he actually asked me and my coworker Adrian to be part of his keynote, I kind of like panicked. And I think I spent a week here in the office with Frank and Jeff, kind of with like training us because I didn't want to like read from the paper. And I was very nervous, I have to say, but Thanks to Frank that trusted us. Um, it came – it went pretty well. It came out okay, I think. It went very well. Uh, they did a very good job getting people to understand what the art of the possible could be. And that was really kind of important and still is for a lot of the mainframers who have been doing this for a really long time. You know, one of the things I hear all the time that really angers me is this, well, you have to know – like 10 years before you're productive in the mainframe. You have to be doing it for a long time. And and I think that's crap, right? I, I think that uh, you can work on it in a year and be productive and do new things and 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 grow into the 20-year knowledge of it. And, and that was really the important thing 
of what uh, Louisa and Adrian had done is in less than a year, they had created a mobile app that talked to the mainframe that was doing something really useful. And that was an important message for the, for the people to hear and not hear it from my mouth, but hear it from, from them. But more importantly, I, I think it was that they weren't saying – you weren't saying here's some young people. They actually know what a mainframe right. is. It was here's some people who are going to talk to you about the stuff they're doing. And what you were talking about was very interesting and very compelling because as great as the next gen is and all the emphasis on millennial mainframers and all that, I, I, I you know that's great. Uh, I want to see you know millennials and, and new hires presenting on on their own merits and doing you know technology deep dives and stuff like that, not just you know parading them around. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I really liked about the session or the piece of the session that they did was they not only got up and talked about mainframe and mobile, but they were excited about it. Yeah, And they were up saying, this is a really cool thing that we did and we're excited about. Everybody can think back to the project they did that got them that excited about it or to turn the light on. So to see that was was great. And that was – was that at, at Share or – That was TechU. Yeah. That was back in 2015. And I know part uh, of our message too was that we just didn't do this alone. We did this with our coworkers here in IBM who had been here for like 20, 30 years. And this project couldn't have been possible if it wasn't for both sides because we put like our knowledge about like front end, mobile, APIs, and then they had the – deep technical skills about the mainframe and DLS. And when we put that together, we just came up with this really cool project. Yeah, so because I that was a big piece of our message. Because I think the demo was, was uh, it was, you know, if, if, a, if a symptom shows up, here are some possible actions you can take. And you wouldn't be able to chain those actions together to the Simpsons unless... <laughs> 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 to the symptoms, uh, Mike and I were having a discussion earlier, <laughs> unless you had that, that kind of history, uh, knowledge about it. Correct, yes. Then maybe you can just spend a minute or two and yeah. just talk about that, that radical recess process. Which is like regular recess, but it has it's sunglasses. Like, <laughs> there's like mohawks, there's flip flops, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Fidget spinners, <laughs> doing Lots rad kick flips. Hacky sack. So yeah, this project, came together through Radical Recess, which here in IBM, it's kind of once a month. They give you, I think, like around like one or two hours, just time for you to work on any side project or anything you really want to work on besides what you do as your day job. So this is kind of your time to just innovate, kind of think outside the box and work on something new. So we came together and this group, we just started doing this project. And the project was that we created a mobile application for one of the ZOS component, which is RTD, Runtime Diagnostics. So, yeah, that was pretty much a high-level description. Yeah, and it, it was really cool because it gave you the opportunity to learn stuff about uh, a piece that you were working on but maybe didn't know that much detail about while still leveraging skills you already had, which is uh, – I think when Anthony Sophia came in, mm. talked about how important it was to, to give people the opportunity to leverage the skills they already had. One other great thing, uh, one one other really important thing I think about conferences is uh, after a couple of years, you, you kind of do feel a little bit stale maybe in the area you're working in. And what better way to, to see what else is out there and to branch out than to just start going to sessions? 
uh, and just say, I, I do want to find out about this. I want to talk to some people over there and see if that's a good kind of crowd. So that's you know one of the other sides of networking is just saying, well, what's what what does my stuff touch that I can possibly get into? Or maybe I'm thinking about doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, what else is out there, and does it sound interesting? My my favorite thing about hosting a session is when um, there's it's like five minutes before, and there's nobody in the room yet. And somebody comes in, but they don't want to be the only person there. So they start looking down at their booklet, like acting like, oh, I must be in the wrong room. (laughs) No, you're in the right room. You know, (laughs) Don't try to leave. We have you now. (laughs) This counts. At least fill out an evaluation for me. Yeah, let me help you. (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking, you guys have been to so many conferences and I've just been to the one. But we could all go around and say either our best moment from a conference or least favorite moment from a conference. (laughs) Do you have one on the you, you, a best and worst? Right. Well, it's I'm trying to think of a best and or worst one that I feel comfortable talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that oh no, I, I've got one. I've got. Uh, go ahead. Well, you do yours first. Okay, so uh, maybe not the best, but uh, I had a unexpectedly good experience uh, in Melbourne. That's an important one to bring up. Yes, yes. Um, so there was a, a uh, poster session. Uh, uh, reception one of the nights. Where was that reception? In Melbourne. Yeah, but where in Melbourne? What, what, what building? Oh, it was the top of the tallest building in Melbourne. It uh, it was eighty eight stories high. <laughs> What's wow, eighty eight whole stories. <laughs> it was cute. Um, it was it was a nice view. It was a, it was a lovely event. There was a band playing. Uh, there was Australian beer, which <laughs> is better than Foster's. I yeah. can say that. Yeah. Usually. Uh. But it was a poster session night, so people had these easels set up with you know uh, pictures of the stuff they work on and ready to talk about it. And uh, um, the Mainframe Performance Topics podcast was there talking about their podcast. And uh, somebody had gone up and was talking to them. And uh, it was a couple of minutes had gone by, and then uh, uh, the host uh, goes, "Jeff, I-, I think one of your fans is here." And uh, he turns around. Uh, I-, I forget his name, but he goes, "Oh, you're Jeff." You're Jeff from the podcast. <laughs> and uh, he just proceeded to gush about the podcast and how he listens to it. Apparently his manager sent out a note to uh, to everyone saying they should check this out. So thanks to that manager. And uh, <laughs> it was just really cool because I, I had nothing else to do at this. You know, How many times can you walk around the room and hear the band play Smooth Operator and you know tolerate <laughs> a, a, an Australian beer again? Um, so I got to talk about the podcast on the other side of the planet, and that was uh, that was kind of cool. So we are worldwide. This is a worldwide podcast. Louisa, <laughs> <laughs> how about you? The, the best, best, best or worst? Best. The best. Uh, let's stick with best. Yes, right. yes. Well, I can't well, think no, of I have any. a worst. Oh, okay. I definitely have a worst. <laughs> okay. All right. I think the best definitely has to be probably last summer at Share Atlanta, which was the first time I presented by myself the full 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it was just great that I was able to go through the whole thing. And I actually got an award for it, too, which was surprising. So I I think that was my best experience. It's not as cool as Jeff. (laughs) So I would say you got got a best session award? I did, yeah, surprisingly. So – so best session awards is just so for people who've never been or people who've only been once, you can work 10 years and not get a best session award. And I mean, work hard on your sessions and not get a best session award. To get a best session award so early is, is awesome. It's a really big deal. Yeah, it was really such an honor and I really couldn't believe it, but 
it happened. I, I Thank you. It. <laughs> yeah, I it's an awesome. It's an awesome. Well, what's funny is you mentioned like going the full sixty minutes, and the the first time you have to plan a session, and you're saying, "Oh my God, this is sixty minutes." That's like two thirds a movie. Like, how am I possibly <laughs> yeah. going to do this? And when you actually get up there, most of the time, it's like, "Okay, I'm finally hitting my groove." Oh wow, there's I'm forty five minutes into this thing. I actually need to wrap this up. <laughs> It's 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 funny how that that uh, perspective shifts over time. Yeah, unless you really are very bad at presenting. I know a guy who could do a an hour presentation in fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's horrible. Just going through slides like a like he a just, flip book, yeah, like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. The, yeah, it's like oh my god. <laughs> so, um, so Mike, you've been to one conference, yes. <laughs> any any stories? I mean, my favorite part was I got to draw on my previous experience. Um, if you've been to the expo, they have the share machine with the covers off and it's all plexiglass and all the components are basically sliced in half so you can see into them. And um, a customer had a question about where's the service element uh-huh. you know, to actually repair the machine or use it for service procedures. And I knew where that was and I could help them out and that was my favorite part. Nice. <laughs> it was really cool, with, though, also, um, you're being a little bit modest, right? I, the fact that you were bringing new people over to talk to some of us who are older <laughs> uh, was kind of cool. Is A big part of networking is is kind of bringing people along. And the fact that you were doing that in your first shot out, I thought, was was pretty cool. Yeah, they were scared they were going to get work assigned to them or have difficult questions asked of them. And I'm like, that's the best part. You, know, you get to <laughs> yeah. go work on something or you get to learn something new. Yeah, or maybe rumors about me have gotten out. I'll have to be more careful. <laughs> so I, I'm trying to think of uh, best and worst. I have a couple of bests, but let me do a worst because everybody else is doing a best. <laughs> uh, Cher was in Nashville a few years ago. Ooh. And uh, I was pr- – it was a Thursday night and Thursday night has generally been the night that you, you know, go out with everybody because nobody actually goes to the Friday sessions or at least at the time they weren't going to the Friday sessions. And I had a Friday session uh, at 8 o'clock. Uh, I j- just had lost uh, perspective on the time <laughs> and um, one of the – one of the younger people – uh, made the mistake of uh, giving the cre- his credit card to the bar when he walked in. Um, so it was a, it was great. It was a blues place, and you know how I feel about blues music. So I'm there until uh, two or the left or two in the morning when the when the bar closed, and we'd been drinking a fair amount, and I knew that I had an eight o'clock session the next day. <laughs> so. Um, I got through the session. Mm-hmm. I definitely got through the session. Uh, the comments were interesting. Uh, things like, uh, it's amazing that he can speak at all. <laughs> um, that is the most interesting shade of green I've ever seen. <laughs> Stuff like that. It was a, it was a very, very um, complimentary audience considering that I, I was speaking with a, a full, full-on hangover. <laughs> Sounds like quite the humbling experience. <laughs> it certainly was. Uh, 
it was an important learning experience for me. It it sounds almost like uh, another share share experience we had. Uh, <laughs> somebody else who I know is a listener of this podcast. The 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 problem with that particular individual mm-hmm. is he only goes for one drink, or right. at least only one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually liked the. Uh, the session that we did together, that the keynote session was one of the high points. I thought right. that was a fun session to do. Uh, I'm trying to think of other good sessions. I I tend to be known for catch phrases, things like share. And one of the things back in Unix system services, when I was pushing Unix system services, was uh, there's no wall between um, between traditional MVS. And Unix system services, because at the time people felt that you could only do Unix system services if you were in the shell. So I did this whole no no wall. There's no wall between the two. And if you ask like Len, he would say, oh, yeah, Frank, no wall. They called me no wall for a long time. Louisa, uh, you know, hopefully there's some people listening to this who maybe they haven't gotten a share yet or they have gone. And, you know, the next time they, they want to present – what advice would you give to somebody who, you know, they're they're thinking about presenting, but maybe they think they're shy, they can't put something together? Any advice? Yes. I would give them the same advice you guys gave me, which is – Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Not to memorize everything, like word by word. Yeah. And I think that's great because when you try to memorize everything, you kind of like trip yourself. So just kind of like be yourself – don't rehearse too much, but make sure you're still familiar with your presentation and what you're presenting. It's something that you're excited about. I think that's a very important thing because you don't want to look boring or sound boring when you're presenting something. Very good. Yeah, that's awesome. You can always tell somebody who knows the material versus somebody who knows the slides. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Or more importantly, somebody who knows the material or somebody who's just reading the slides. Yeah. But yeah, you you uh, I remember you you were clinging to that script the first couple times, <laughs> and you would say the exact same sentence or like, no, say it any other way. I just want to know that you know the thing, not just the words. And uh, you, we eventually wrestled that away from you, and you know it, it worked out great. And to see you present now, it's uh, it, it's fantastic. It's a real treat. Yeah. Well, I had two great mentors. Oh, yeah. good. Who were they? I can erase that off the board now. We're <laughs> pointing at it. No, you're supposed to go, oh, I had two great mentors. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were awesome. <laughs> we can go now. <laughs> so, uh, Frank, um, I'm, I'm a little tired. I am I am ready. I actually have another meeting coming up. Okay, so, uh, Mike, Louisa, do you want to take us out here? Sure. All right. <laughs> I'll sit back. This was episode 11 of Terminal Talk. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Terminal Talk. Or emails at contact at terminaltalk.net. That's long. <laughs> and mainframe subreddit to just submit your topics you're interested in hearing. And finally, review us at iTunes and Google. And thanks for having us. Yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> Here's old man Charlie. Play us out. <laughs> You've been listening to Terminal Talk with Frank and Jeff. For questions or comments, or if you have a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode, direct all correspondence to contact at TerminalTalk.net. That's contact at TerminalTalk.net. Until the next time, I'm Charlie Lawrence, signing off.